Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quick backstory before I get into what happened so my parents went away for the weekend because it was their wedding anniversary. It was just me in the house, a 19. I do have a sister who's 17, but she went to stay over at a friend's house that night. It was just me and my dog. Earlier that day, I had washed my bed sheets and put them in the dryer. A few hours later, when I went back to see if they had dried, I found out that they didn't, and it turns out the dryer had broken, which was very annoying. I phoned my parents and told them what happened. I went to look to see if I could find any bed sheets to put on my bed till mine dried. But there wasn't any, apart from my sister's, who didn't fit my bed. I just decided that I'll sleep in my parents' bed since it was pretty comfy. Later that night, I'm in bed and my dog is sleeping next to me and I've got my parents' door slightly open just in case the dog wants to go out of the room in the night. I'm there just watching YouTube while waiting to feel tired enough to sleep when suddenly I get a very weird feeling come over me. I felt like someone was watching me, and though it was a pretty freaky feeling, I was with my dog, so I wasn't completely scared or alone. I turned the lamp on and tried to fall asleep because my phone was about to die. It's almost 3 in the morning, I think it was like 2, 55, 6 when I woke up. I don't normally wake up randomly at those times. 
I look over and my dog is asleep at the bottom of the bed, and I look to the door and see what looked like someone kneeling on the floor and kind of holding themselves up by resting on the wall. I was looking for probably a minute to work out what I was looking at, and it looked like a person, so I hid under the blanket and stayed under there for a few minutes. Eventually, I got the courage to look, and when I did, it was gone. I didn't properly go to sleep after that it was maybe around 5-ish in the morning when I did finally sleep, and now my sleep schedule was kind of ruined. Not really sure what that whole thing was about. There was nothing by the door that could have made a shape that matches someone kneeling and leaning against the wall. I don't think my house is haunted because this is the first time anything has happened, and my parents' house isn't extremely old. It was built in the 80s. This was a few days ago, and everyone is home now, thank God. Nothing has happened since. Let me know what you guys think. Something just triggered this memory and I had completely forgotten about it. When I was about 12, my mom was working later than usual and because of that I ended up being home alone. It was late summer, so 7.30 p.m. It was dusk but not fully dark. I heard the doorbell go and assumed my mom had her hands full and couldn't find her keys. I opened the door and I stopped cold in my tracks when I noticed three males. They said they were from some kind of energy company and asked if my parents were home. I lied and said my mom was upstairs in the bath and closed the door. I quickly sped down the hall and went into the living room where I dropped to the floor in a panic and crawled to the window to look. I could hear them laughing and they sounded like a bawdy group of lads on a night out. They knocked a few more times. This is when I started to fully panic. They even opened the letterbox for some reason a couple times. Finally, I heard the sounds of them getting quieter, so I peeked and they were leaving. They never went to another house in the neighborhood and I have this awful feeling knowing they didn't knock on any other houses after mine. I recently was diagnosed with COVID and was home alone. The days have turned into a bit of a blur that I've just been resting and repeating. The other night, I heard some groans on our front porch. Our house is old and almost always has something falling apart, so I generally don't think too much of it when any strange sounds occur. When I found enough energy to look outside, I thought I could see someone on our porch. I froze scared and crept back into the living room. I phoned my fiancé and my parents, but by the time they had gotten over, no one was there. I figured it must be because I'm sick and just scaring myself. This morning, I woke up to let my dogs out and saw the same person or figure on the front porch. I ran to wake up my fiancé and by the time I was back, whatever it was or whoever it was was gone. I'm sure I'm being paranoid, but I can't stop thinking about all the times the last couple of months I thought someone was outside my house. What if they really were? Or maybe I'm just overanalyzing everything based of these two creepy occurrences. I've ordered a ring doorbell and I'm hoping to figure out what's happening. It's just odd. This is many years back when I, 36 male, was still a young teen around 14 years old. I remember being done with homework and playing on the N64 in the living room. I lived in a somewhat small apartment which was technically a refurbished basement of the building. The front door started the living room where the TV is located. The TV faced inward, so that meant I would be facing the door at all times whenever playing games. Anyway, when the front door moved, I noticed immediately. I muted the TV and crept towards the door, positioning myself right in front of it. The door started inching itself open, as if someone tried to push it open slowly. After a few seconds, I slammed the door shut and locked it. I heard a rustling noise and some jingling sounds. It sounded like either a dog shaking itself dry with some chains hitting each other or a person shaking a bag full of keys. 
I was ready to push back with all my 14-year-old might. Luckily, whoever was at the other end of the door stomped up the stairs and out the apartment main entrance. I don't know who that was or what they wanted, but I'm glad they didn't try to break in again. I feel quite lucky that nothing else came out of that, but it's still unnerving to think about. So quite a number of years ago, my cousin and I were on summer break at her house playing 7 on the GameCube and passing the time when we heard what sounded like broken glass on tile. The TV was up pretty loud, so we paused it, tensely waiting for another sound. Then, we heard the sound of flip-flop sandals walking around in the kitchen area. So, my cousin called her mom or my aunt. She asked my aunt, who was a nurse, if she was home from work yet. My aunt was not home and, of course, wanted to know why we were asking. Once we told her, she told us to crawl out the window and run to the neighbors as quickly as we could while she called the cops. The bedroom window luckily led to the backyard just next to the gate. So, we got a out to there. Fast forward an hour or so and the cops informed my aunt that there had been an obvious break-in. The window on the back door had been broken, and there was a note left for my aunt. Now my aunt had recently gotten into a serious relationship with this super nice guy. We'll call him Josh. Well, Josh's ex-wife, however, was not so nice. She had, at some point, followed my aunt home and found where she lived. She then proceeded to break in through the back door, rummage through a bunch of stuff, and leave a horrible note for my aunt. I can imagine what it said. From what I heard, she was arrested. I'm not sure if any charges were pressed, but she later committed self-kill, leaving behind a daughter and son who I both went to school with. I also later found out that she suffered from severe bipolar disorder and a couple other things. Tragic, but I'm glad me and my cousin weren't caught up in her psychotic episode more than what we were. Still freaks me out to think about. My mom was on her routine night shift at the hospital, and I knew I wouldn't see her till the next morning, probably in a deep sleep on her bed, likely still in her uniform. I always made her breakfast before I would leave for school in the morning so she could wake up to a nice meal. I use the word nice loosely. It's the best I could do considering I'm 16 and failed my home economics class last year. But my mom never minded the toast, scrambled eggs, and turkey bacon platter left on her nightstand. We had said our goodbyes around 10... 15, I got myself comfortable on the couch with my dog to watch some TV. I turned the lights off over us to set the scene and make it feel more immersive. I had got through one Dateline episode when I decided that I could enjoy the experience a little more if I grabbed my bong. So, I went upstairs and down the long, narrow hallway that led to my wing of the house. I was the only occupied room on this side of the house. The other rooms were my dad's old office and the guest room, though that room hasn't had a guest in it for years. Ever since my dad's passing... My mom and I haven't even wanted to host other people here. Instead, it hosts the overload of clutter I find at the end of every school year. Clothes that I no longer want and plan on selling or donating. Paintings I worked months on but never hang up. And other miscellaneous items that aren't used but can't seem to be let go of either. I opened my bedroom door and grabbed the piece off my nightstand. It was almost a sculpture rather than a cheesy bong, you might imagine when thinking of a stoner. It was about 16 inches tall and made completely out of this blue hand-blown glass that resembled the color the ocean looks after a series of rough waves. The glass swirled in an upward motion towards the mouthpiece that made it look like it was water, frozen in time. My favorite feature of this prized possession is its ability to glow in the dark. After letting it sit in the sun for a bit, flecks in the glass would glow a bright green at night. I walked back down the hallway with it, then back down the stairs until I was sitting down on the couch next to my dog, Pepe. He was sound asleep as I started to grind up the green, sticky plant matter. 
which was genuinely what the name was, plant matter. It was this new strain I had just bought from my regular plug from the next town over. He had told me he just recently got a limited supply of this stuff and asked me if I could be one of his test subjects to see if he should buy more. Without hesitation, I agreed. Discounted weed to just give my feedback? I'd be a fool not to take that offer, so I did. Holding it in my hand, I saw a multitude of colors that reflected off its crystals. It's common to see colors like purple and orange, but this stuff had shades of red, blue, and pink. Odd, I thought. But I was taken over by more intrigue than suspicion, so I continued to put some in the bowl and pack it down with my lighter. After the first inhale, I got the taste of ordinary weed, but soon followed by a slight trace of citrus. It was pleasant. I was paying extra attention to the experience so I could give a good, detailed report back to the plug like he had asked. About 15 minutes went by. Dateline was still playing, and this specific episode seemed to be extra interesting to me in my new hazy state. The cushions beneath me started to almost mold to my body. I felt as though I was sinking yet weighed as light as a feather at the same time. My eyes started to get dry, and trying to keep them open became a task more so than a natural ability at this point. As I slowly started to move my eyes behind my lids, I realized that I had fallen asleep. It must have been for quite a while because I felt so sluggish, like it used all the strength within me just to be able to fully open my eyes. The lights above the living room were still off, like I had left them, but the all others on the downstairs floor were too. Something I had not done. It was now pitch black everywhere except for the surrounding area where the light emitting from the TV could reach, which was not very far. The second thing I noticed was what sent a cold chill running through my body and caused my heart to stop momentarily. I was paralyzed. I was physically unable to move any part of my body other than my eyes, tips of fingers and toes. I was only able to produce slight twitches, but it took so much strength out of me to do so. So there I was, almost completely paralyzed, unable to move or scream for help while the TV continued the program like I was still an attentive, consenting viewer. Pape was still soundly asleep beside me, blissfully unaware of the living hell I was experiencing just inches away from his sleeping little head. I tried reaching for him. Maybe he would wake up and sense my distress and... And then what? I thought to myself. What the hell could happen next that would possibly help me in this situation? The answer was nothing. I felt as though Keith Morrison was now mocking me and the couch cushion below that once felt made for me was now stiff and cold as if every fiber in the fabric was rejecting contact to my body. I reasonably started to panic. Not because the realization of my situation was settling in, but because I heard a creak from upstairs. I knew this house like the back of my hand. It's the only house I have ever lived in, so I knew that each floorboard had its own distinct creak, and this one, this one I recognized as the top of the stairs. Someone was in my home, and they were standing at the top of the staircase that led down directly to the room I was in. Each crack that followed the last made my eyes water. The fear I felt distorted each sound to resemble what I might imagine a rib being snapped in half would make. Hearing the footsteps slowly descend the stairs made my... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Stomach turn, and my body want to writhe in pain from the inside out. 
Staring at the one visible stair from my position on the couch made me want to retreat backwards and find security in the couch. I did not want to see the intruder, the person who would be able to have their way with me in such a vulnerable state. But I could not rip my eyes from the stair. I knew danger was coming, but I just couldn't look away. If someone was going to do whatever evil they intended, I was going to see it approaching whether or not I truly wanted to. Seconds felt like minutes. My heart raced so fast that each beat felt moments apart. I was dripping in sweat even though my body couldn't move. The sound from the TV gradually faded away and was replaced with a long, piercing ringing in its place. The creaks that belonged to the stairs near me echoed as the unidentified subject's weight pressed down on them. Through the dim lighting, I made out what seemed to be a shadowed hand gripping the side of the wall that obstructed my view of the stairs and the person on them. What broke the moment of silence was the faint, muffled scream coming from the back of my throat. It was the only amount of sand I could muster up in my frozen state. I was a deer in headlights, the perfect victim for any predator. It was hard to say whether I was still paralyzed or if it was the sheer terror I felt in that moment that was responsible for my immobilization. The hand methodically lifted its fingers and slowly tapped each one of them back down, creating a sickening drumming sound. Once, then twice, then three times the lone hand strummed before the rest of the body became slightly illuminated when it moved to the last and final stair. As its entire form was revealed, my wide eyes trailed up to at about eight feet in the air. It was gigantic. Its arms were as long as its height and the creature's face had a mouth that stretched from side to side. It wore a gut-wrenching expression that could only be described as a smile due to the fact that it had no teeth. Just a huge mouth stretched agape with bleeding gums that dripped down to my wood floors. To me, it was an indication that this was not a figment of imagination, but a real dangerous threat, and I needed to step into action immediately. The thing let me soak in its disgusting appearance fully, so that its next performance was all the more terrifying. It produced a series of guttural, horrid sounds that could only be described as its laugh. It witnessed me using every ounce of energy I had in my body to just cry out or move, finding amusement in my distress. All I could do was cry silently. My eyes streamed with tears while I stared unblinking at the creature that slowly approached me like a lion with their wounded prey. It was just feet away now. Its long arms dangled behind its moving legs, dragging along the floor, still drumming its fingers to that nightmarish beat. The creature moved at a slow pace, taking advantage of my paralysis. It knew that dragging out this hellish scene would make the kill all the more satisfying for its demented desire. At this short distance, I was able to see its face fully illuminated now, and it was awful. Still smiling with its red gums, its small eyes were as wide as its anatomy allowed and their gaze never left mine. It had a nose, but it was just two holes that looked like they were hand-poked by whoever created this god-awful being. It was almost as if it were human, but the devil seemed to have poisoned this one. It was now close enough to smell my fear and see the glint of hope for survival fading in my eyes. I had to do something anything that would make me feel like I at least tried to fight for my life. That's when I saw it in the corner of my eye. This faint green glow just inches away from my frozen hand, my balm. Amongst all the chaos, I forgot about it, but something within me screamed at me, try to move again. So I did. I focused all of my energy toward moving my hand to grabbing my newly chosen weapon and by luck, only created by a miracle. It worked. I was able to grab it, and within moments I had swung the thick glass over the creature's head, again and again and again. Its blood wasn't red like the color dripping from its toothless smile. Instead, it was dark black. The tar-like goo was everywhere. I felt it hit my face. 
go into my mouth. I saw it cover the couch, floors, and walls. The scene was brutal. The once terrifying creature was now smashed and bent in a multitude of ways, now left somewhere between the state of solid and liquid. Its face was no longer distinguishable from the other battered parts of its body, and I smiled. I smiled now that that thing no longer had his. I stood over its body with a mix of shock, adrenaline, and morbid joy, that I'd almost laughed if it were not for my intense panting. I could not stop breathing, gasping for air as a rush of blood flowed to my brain. I awoke to the comforting feeling of bedsheets and a pillow under my head. The relief that this was all a dream showered over my body as I slowly opened my eyes and went to stretch my limbs. But I couldn't. My arms were prevented from moving further than at my hips. The sound of metal hitting against itself brought my attention to the handcuffs around my wrists that were connected to the bed's rails. Then the slow and continuous beeping that was once hidden in the background got drawn forward as I began to scan my surroundings. I was in a hospital room, still covered in that sticky, metallic-smelling substance, though it was not a deep black like I previously witnessed, but crimson red. The unfamiliar voice of a man brought me to the present and out of the fog. Miss, the officer started in a low and careful tone. Do you remember anything from last night? The question made my face turn in an almost offended expression after a second of recollection. Of course I did. I don't think I will ever be able to scratch that disgusting smile out of my memory. The immense fear I felt can still be there if I just close my eyes. Hmm. Yes, it was the first time I heard my own voice in hours. There was this... thing... The officer gave an unamused look to his colleague as he let out a deep breath and laid a stack of images on my lap. My mother laid violently killed on our living room floor. If it weren't for her nursing uniform, I wouldn't have been able to tell that it was even human due to the unnatural state of anatomy she was left in. Before I was able to even process what the officers were insinuating, I screamed. I screamed so loud that I felt my dry vocal cords rubbing against each other and let out a flood of tears that assisted the sobs of confusion sadness, and anger. Out of my harsh cries, I recognized a hauntingly familiar sound. I looked up to see the officer drumming his fingers on his notepad and watched as his mouth started to stretch into that distinct, disgusting, and unforgettable toothless smile. I don't know if it's paranormal or something else. I was home alone one day in my room, watching Doctor Who with my dog. My dog started whining at my bedroom door to leave. I stood up and went to the door when I suddenly heard someone stomping around the sitting room below my bedroom. My first thought was someone came home, but when I went to investigate, I found the sitting room and the entire house to be empty. I told my mom about this, as she said it was nothing. A few days later, my mom was home watching TV with my dog at her feet in the sitting room. She told me that my dog had gone to the door of the sitting room scratching at. My mom didn't do anything to stop him because he usually does it when I'm upstairs in my room. She then heard someone stomping around my bedroom. She told me once I came home. I don't know if we both imagined it or if it really did happen, because there have been some weird things happening at my house. But there's always been a good few weeks or months between each small event. I can share these stories if you want. But I would be very thankful if someone could help me. Debunk this. Edit. Recently, my mom and I, mainly myself, though, have had more encounters. I have seen a shadow person in the corner of my eye twice. have had someone knock on my bathroom door while home alone. My mom and I both heard something fall off of my desk in my room. This happened quite a few years back now. 
I lived alone with my then-boyfriend and our dogs. I came home from work one day with a terrible headache. I decided to go straight to bed to try and sleep it off. It was probably only like 5 p.m. I went in our room, turned the lights off, and knocked out. My then-boyfriend used to go to a car meet every Friday night, and I knew he was going to go this night, too. I woke up about midnight and checked my phone. I knew this was about the time my boyfriend usually got home, and he would probably be showing up soon. I stretched out in bed for my very long nap, which alerted my dogs, three Chihuahuas. Just for reference, that I was finally awake. They started jumping on me as they were excited I had finally woken up. I was grumpy since I had just woken up and was still tired, so I kind of snapped at them and told them, Stop. Then I heard a very loud shh. I was in our bedroom, which was pretty dark since I had turned the lights off before I went to sleep. The lights were on in the living room right outside our bedroom. The shush was so loud I thought it was my boyfriend messing with me, so I even grunted in response. Since the lights were on in the living room, I thought maybe he was home a little early and maybe watching some Netflix. It was quiet after the shot, though, so I waited thinking he was between episodes, but it stayed quiet. I'm afraid of the dark even as an adult, so it made sense my boyfriend at the time would leave the lights on for me. I was absolutely terrified. My automatic response in these spooky situations is to act completely unafraid, so I got up super nonchalant like everything was dandy and slowly and as calmly as possible walked over to turn on the light. Whilst turning on the light, I was able to glance at our living room area and see I was indeed home alone. I again very calmly and slowly walked back to bed, picked up my phone, and texted my ex telling him what happened. He thought I was worried about an intruder, so I reiterated I was not and was sure I was home alone. He was almost home and showed up about five minutes later. The shash was so loud, and when I was thinking about it after it happened, it sounded like it came from the closet in our room. Spooked the shit out of me. Nothing else really happened at that house to me, but my ex did have some other experiences. Never really felt threatened, though. If there was something there, it didn't seem so bad. Two other houses we moved to after this had stuff happen, one more than the other. Side note. Sorry if anything doesn't make sense. I just woke up from a nap and my brain's still waking up. Also haven't posted much before, so I don't really know what I'm doing. Thanks. I wasn't home alone, but I was awake by myself one Saturday morning in the 80s when I was around 7 or so. I believe my mom was the only one home because my dad went to the lake to go fishing that weekend, and I'm not sure where my older brothers were. Maybe they went with him, I don't know. Anyways, my mom's sleeping in and I'm in the living room by myself, watching Saturday morning cartoons and making a fort out of sheets and cushions. Something made me turn around and I saw my dad in his pajamas standing in the hallway entrance with his hands on his hips, looking the mess I was making and shaking his head. He then turned around and walked into my room, which was just off the hallway entrance. Dude, I didn't even look. I just booked it to my parents' room and woke my mom up. I don't remember what happened after that. This was around 35 years ago. And yes, my dad was fine. Nothing had happened to him. I was in my college apartment and my roommate had just moved out. Her room was directly across from mine with the living room between us. I had cleaned out her room and then closed the door. I left my bedroom door open when I went to take a shower one night. My bathroom was connected to my bedroom. I also happened to leave the bathroom door open. While I was in the shower, I thought I heard a woman talking. I had never been able to hear my neighbors talking before, but figured they just happened to be talking in their bathroom, which shared a wall or something. When I got out of the shower, I was surprised to see a black void when there should have been the bright white closed door of my old roommate's door reflecting in the moonlight. I figured I just forgot to close the door and went and closed it. 
The next night, I once again went to take a shower and left my room and the bathroom door open. But this time, I checked to make sure the other door was latched and the front door was double locked. When I came back out, I once again saw the void with the door wide open. I slammed my door closed and locked that shit so fast. I convinced myself there was a logical explanation. So the next night, I once again checked all of the doors and then closed my bedroom door. This time, I came out of the shower and my bedroom door was open, along with the other door. I showered and slept with my bedroom door locked from that point on. I guess this took place over several nights home alone and I may not have even been alone. Still the creepiest thing that ever happened though. 